the Lord's got this. And um, I had a thought. That we just want his presence with us. That's the main thing. I don't... And listen, who knows? If I could buy it tomorrow, I would. But I'm, we're believing for lands and buildings and whatever it looks like. We need plenty of parking. We need all those things. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that works. Everything, you know, everything that I've kind of looked at, the criteria is not there. So the Lord has a place in mind. Amen? All right. Turn with me to Mark chapter 16. And I guess this has to do with what we've been talking about. Because we need to be ready for the harvest. How many want to be ready for what God's about to do? If we believe that he's pouring his spirit out, then we have to prepare ourselves for what, what that looks like and how the Holy Spirit begins to move. And, and um, the Lord wants to actually do some things. And, and I want you to realize that everyone in this room, I started, I ended with this last week, but you know, the enemy is trying to keep the church from pushing forward. How many know that? Talked a little bit about it last week. And I truly feel that, you know, there's an attack on the supernatural, on the good supernatural, not on the bad. People like, they want to go to, you know, psychics and, you know, all this stuff. But when, when we start talking about the, the supernatural uh, power of the Holy Spirit moving, most of the church is not really, they don't have a, an open arm to that. You hearing me? And so I believe that's changing. I believe that what God's about to do in the, in the next uh, season, next decade, is going to shift all of that. I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to be predominant, and it's going to come in a healthy, everyone say healthy, healthy, healthy way. It's going to be expressed through the church in a healthy way. And, and I really believe that the Lord has given us the great commission Someone, some preacher said it was the great omission. Everyone forgot about it because we don't go after souls. But the reality is that the Lord wants us to win the world for him. And it doesn't mean that we have to go across seas, although some, some may be called to go to Africa. Some may be called to go to, to Asia. Some may be called to do that. But the, re, the reality is that God has people all around us every day in urban areas, in country areas, wherever, wherever we live, where he wants us to reach people. And sometimes it has to be by our mouth. I would say most of the time. And while I, I love the fact that the Lord does amazing things in church... He wants to bring what we have, what you possess, what you already have. Look at your neighbor. You already have it. You already have the hope of glory living inside of you. It's not even an A. It's a he. He lives inside of you. The one, the, the glorious one who does all things well. He lives inside of you. And so I'm going to hit Matthew chapter 28 because there's two things I want us to look at. 
Matthew chapter 28, you can stay in Mark, it's okay. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. It says, And Jesus came to them, came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? When you got baptized a few, few weeks ago, it was in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the triune God is coming to have a face-to-face -face encounter with each one of us. And when we go in the in in identify with Jesus' death and come up out of the water, there's something supernatural that happens. But he says this: go make disciples. So there's two different things because Mark 16, 15 says, go into all the world. And so there's two different things. Mark brings us this, this picture of the cosmos, of basically saying every creature needs to hear the every creature needs to hear the gospel. Every person, every but in Matthew he talks about every ethnos, every uh, every nation, every ethnic people. And the Lord wants everything to happen, right? He wants the every nation, but he wants every person. That means every nation. But he's speaking, when he speaks in, in, in the, about the world, he's speaking about the world system. Okay? So he says, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He just uses that word, creature. And he who believes is baptized and saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents and they will drink. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. Amen. And so I, I want to just touch a couple things here because it's interesting. I was challenged. Uh, I was going to actually sp speak this message last week and then the Lord interrupted it. And for good purpose, because we had an awesome time. The Holy Spirit moved powerfully last week, and, and I expect that he'll do the same this week. But the, the reality is, there's always a challenge, even within the church, in the realm of healing. And so I, I had a phone call from Epping to my home, which is about 35, 40 minutes, on, the, on what I believed about healing <laughs> to someone who I absolutely did not know. And it was okay. It was someone that sent a question, wanted to talk to me because the, the, uh, their, their child had visited this church, wanted to know what we believed. And, and anyway, so I, I just feel like there, it was a divine appointment, a divine assignment, right? In the same week, I had another person send me a note. <laughs> they came here that same week and they were asking me what I thought basically to explain what it means about people uh, drinking deadly poisons or, or uh, getting bit by snakes. I'm thinking, wow. Well, Lord, are you speaking? And so here's the thing. Here's what the Lord is, is, is wanting to zero in on with us. Ready? Healing is available for everyone in this room. Yes. It is not God's plan that you... That you are sick, and then you die. I will say that to the camera. It is not God's plan. It is not his will. It's always his will to heal you. Are we all right? Okay. I have, no, I have to address this because I wonder why this fuzzy, why we think things are, are like, it's not fuzzy. 
It's the word of God tells us and speaks. And then you say, well, why, pastor, do people... I call myself pastor. That's weird. <laughs> why, Miles, pastor. Miles. <laughs> does... Why... Why do people get sick and die? I don't believe it's the will of God. I believe we live in a fallen world. I believe that all sickness comes from the devil. I believe it came from the fall. I believe there's no question about it. I believe that this is just what I believe. This is what I will go to the grave believing and standing on, that the Lord, it is the Lord's will to heal through every person in this room. Not just the guy up here with the Benny Hinn anointing, which will take, right? I receive it. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit, and even speaking about that, the, the, the reality is that there's a, a demonstration of God's power that's coming upon the church. I've seen it in other nations. We've, we've witnessed it other places. It's so funny. When I, I was at a, just a prayer meeting uh, just yesterday in, in Dorchester, it was awesome because people don't know me, and they begin to prophesy to me. <laughs> and they're, they're hitting things like on laser. And I have to just say, that's good, that's right on, that's good, that's right on. And then I get to prophesy to other people that I don't know because I know everyone in, in this room. It becomes difficult to give a prophetic word. First of all, you, don't, you know me too well. Which familiarity breeds contempt. Even the words I speak every Sunday, sometimes it becomes normal to you. So it doesn't penetrate, but the prophets can come in and they'll say the same thing I've been heralding for two, for, for months. And they're like, wow, what a revelation. Mercy, Jesus. Right? It happens all the time. And it's okay. I get it but we need to move, remove ourselves from familiarity. So I just want to, I want to take a, a couple, just, I want to hit a couple notes on this because when, when Mark begins to just speak this, or Jesus said it actually, right? He said, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I just want to look at that little word, preach. And there's a reason why signs follow the preaching of the gospel. Everyone in this room is not called to be a preacher, but you're called to declare. Everyone in this room is to live up to actually, I believe, as I was studying the word preach, we're all supposed to live up to what this word means, but most of us don't. As a matter of fact, most preachers like myself, and I've been known to do it too, have a mouthful of gunpowder and shoot their mouths off. It's true because here's, here's what I've come to understand and realize just over the last few months. I always had the fear of the Lord in me, but we want to just declare things and we want to speak our opinions and we want to tell everyone what we think when God is saying, no, tell them what I think. And so when, when this word preached, it, it was really came out of the Greek, but I, I just want you to understand because all the world is in the sway of the evil one, right? So we need upright people. That's why you became born again. That's why you came to Jesus. 
so that you would walk in truth and you would walk in light, not that you would stumble around in darkness. That's what Paul said. He said, I don't want you to stumble around in darkness anymore. The truth has set you free, and God's light inside of you causes you to walk in truth and with the ability to walk in victory. Amen? And so the gospel is veiled, I believe. Paul said it like this. He said it's veiled to those who are perishing. For the, the mind the, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ. I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And ourselves are bondservants. We ourselves are bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Here's what I want you to know. Paul knew this, but I believe he was speaking of the unbeliever, but I believe the Lord can speak this to us as well. Any place where we have unbelief in our hearts, any place where we don't see the light of the gospel, any place where Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17 through 19 are not working in our life, that is the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. This is what the Lord wants to get inside of every person in this church, every person outside of this church. He wants the Holy Spirit to enlighten your hearts so that you see and that you know. So Satan has an influence on people. And so we need to be clear with our words. We need to be uh, really laser-like with the words that we speak. We need to walk in what we talk. We need to begin to step in to the true reality of holiness and the love of God and the, and the beauty of his holiness and gaze upon him. It's said in the light, in the face of Jesus Christ, and so you're not, yeah, let me just say this, identity is important. Look at me, everyone in the room. Your identity is so important. When I was talking to you last week about Ezekiel 28, it's all about identity. Your identity is stolen. The enemy came at the beginning when the first sin was, when he entered and started collaborating with angels to say, let's hold a rebellion. Let's get out of here. I'm going to take over. This was the first time where his, I, he was checking on the identity of, he lost his identity. He forgot who he was. And so the father of lies will try and get you to think you are someone else that you're not. When, he, when they came to the Garden of Eden, I'm telling you, this is all through scripture. When, they came, when he came to the Garden of Eden and he, he questioned who God was. You, no, you should eat that. You should take that. Why? Because you'll be like him. The temptation is always there that you don't know who you are and he's going to convince you that you need something else to help you feel like what you need to feel like, to pull you into some God-like experience. No, God wants you to engage with him 100% and have your eyes fixed on him and know that he said to Jesus, remember, remember the video last week when the... The Satan himself was saying to Jesus, who are you? Who is your father? You have to know who your father is. You have to know who your father is. Your father 
is not the earthly father necessarily good, bad, or indifferent. Your father is in heaven. And that's where you get your identity from. That's who created you. He is the one who created you. He's the one who gave you what you need. He's the one that will fulfill all in all in your life. And so then we see he goes to Jesus in the desert and said to him, if you just take these stones and make them bread, I'll give them. It was all about his identity, about who he was as the son of God. It was all about that. And then the father says over him, after he gets baptized, he says, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We have to know who we are. So you are a child of God. Your identity is extremely important. Don't have amnesia. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Do not forget who God created you to be. Do not, cre- do not forget that you're seated with him in heavenly places. Amen? Okay. But that word preach, so this is why, because we need to know who we are. We need to know who he created us to be so that we can proclaim his word, right? And, and I'm not saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna to just say beforehand, what I'm saying to you today does not disqualify you. If you mess up, you still give people the gospel. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm telling you there's a position, there's a place that God's trying to draw us into that is living in such a close proximity to God. But it's a, it was in the cultural context, there's a, there's a word that's used. It's, it's K-E-R-U-X. And it was speaking of this word preach. It comes from the, the Greek word that's used for that. It's K-E-R-U-X. And it's from the Greek. And it was the official herald it was the herald, herald of the king. It was the one who would proclaim what the king wanted. Are you hearing me? Are you tracking with me? It was the one. It was a privilege. And this position was hosted by, certain, by a certain individual. And they were the one that the king went to. They, he had audience with the king. And, and, and it, was a priv- it was a privilege to host this position. It was an, he was an appointed representative. So this, this is the thing. Listen, you are appointed and anointed. Are you hearing me? Listen, what, some, a young man came to me yesterday and said, what, what is the anointing? What's it for? And I said, the anointing is not for you. The anointing is not for you. It's not to give you a big name. It's not to give you, you know, a position. The anointing is so that you will proclaim the gospel and set the captives free because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the oil that breaks the yoke. So it, re- it, it required someone to be in this high level of excellence. Everyone say excellence. excellence. Listen, Daniel was a, was a person that lived in excellence. He lived different than everyone else. And God is looking for a generation that will absolutely set themselves apart, move themselves into a place where we are separated under the Lord. And no, that means you can be doing everything right and you still have a stinking attitude. You still are critical of everything. You still question everything. You still come into a place of confusion. You still, listen, God is trying to pull us into a place where we live by this. Listen, the job description was to announce the unquestionable voice 
and the desires and the dictates and the orders of what the king was saying. It's powerful. Listen, it was the news. It was the news. It was the latest news. Don't listen to that box. It doesn't tell you anything that's good. I don't care what station you're listening to. It's all lies. I promise you, it's all your man manipulation of your mind. You need to, your source needs to be the Bible. Your source needs to be the Father. Your source needs to be revelation from where you get your anointing where you get your information. I want downloads from heaven. I don't want the trash. So it was the message that the king wished to express to the people. Amen? And God has a message that he wants to express through you. Everyone look at your neighbor, through you. Just tell, you, tell your neighbor it's through you. And, and there's... So the, he, this person, he would come into the room, he would come into the throne room yeah. with a pen and paper, and he would listen to all that the king said. And the, king, the official would begin to write, and that's why we're ambassadors of Christ, right? But we would get, he would get the message from the king. And then he would have such a, an open conversation with the father, <laughs> with the king, that he would be able to receive other additional information. If there was any confusion on what the message was, he would get the fullness of the message. All right? This is really good. And the king, he wanted to express the king's heart to the people. So at, this, at the time of transcribing, he was allowed to ask questions freely. Do you know that? You're allowed to ask the Lord questions. The Lord is looking for questions, clarifications, and, and he wants to make certain everything, and he wants us to understand and communicate his message, and the message was given accurately and precisely, and a, it was a faithful message from the king this person brought. So this word preach has this connotation that everything that the Lord was saying, that the king would be saying, would be given to that person so that they would give a concise, really accurate message. They wouldn't say anything that was out of order. As a matter of fact, if they said anything of their own opinion, they'd lose their job. They wouldn't even be, they wouldn't even be allowed to enter the king's throne room again. They would be taken out. So he had no right to speak his own mind, no right to speak his own opinions on matters. He would not bring attention to himself. It, it would be a gross violation to his position. And so all of us, ready? He understood everything that he spoke and he represented the king well. And this is what I want us to do. I want us to understand that the Holy Spirit inside of you has given you the, the ability to represent the king really well. Because you've been, you are already blameless, you're already walking in purity, you've, you've already, that's already been given you, to you by Jesus Christ, his life inside of you. And so I want us to just understand that this is the Lord's will, that he did this. And that, that is such a privilege. Listen, it is such an awesome privilege that the Lord would allow us, what does this mean for you and I? He calls you to come into his presence every day. 
And maybe, maybe he has something, maybe he has something that he has for someone else on the planet. Because here he says, right, I want you to preach to every creature. That means every day I should have a message for someone. Talk to me, saints. Every day, every day, I feel like every day, but what happens is we become so consumed with our lives, become, become so, it, like, it's so crazy how we just invert ourselves so much. The church does it. The church is classic for it. We just stay in our groups. We have our prayer meetings, and that's good. We need that. But when we get out of here, ready, the, you know, the mission field is out there, right? You don't have to go to another place. You don't have to go far to find someone that needs prayer. You don't have to go. And, and what I, I guess my heart today is to say, listen, God wants to release the signs and wonders and miracles through you. He wants to release a realm of healing through you. He wants us, here's, here's, here's what I believe. As our lives begin to uh, m- mimic the Lord Jesus, as I begin to reflect and begin to look like who he looks like, and I begin to express his heart to people. Are you hearing me? Because the Lord wants to, he wants you to reveal his heart more than go and pray for someone and run away and never talk to them about their life. I mean, we, we've all been in, in prayer groups that have just gone out and we just, it's been two, one or the other. You go out, you share the gospel, you, you, you read from a track even, which is very impersonal, or you memorize it. The Lord just wants you to be who you are. And right in the realm of, of touching people, he wants you to give the waters, of the living waters that come through your life. And I'm telling you, every person in this room has been given the gift of healing. Every every person in this room is called to cast out devils. Everyone in this room, if they are bitten by a snake, I was talking to someone and they said, well, what about these snake handlers down on the south? I'm like, that's tempting the Lord. What is that? We don't see how spiritual we are by getting snake venom put into our bodies. I don't test the Lord. That's the spirit of stupid. Right? So I'm, but I just want you to, right, if we, if we drink deadly poisons, like I've been on the mission field and had some sketchy food. That's when I need that to work. You understand what I'm saying? I think I expressed here one day that uh, there was missionaries that were going to, I forget, it was one of the islands off of Africa, and, and, and the witches were like poisoning the food. And the missionaries and the preachers that were there were like, they found this out and they just had to believe that didn't matter. And it wasn't just one restaurant, it was like it could be random. You could get poisoned anywhere. <laughs> so you have to walk and believe that I'll take poison and it won't hurt me, right? I don't know. I'm built like a missionary. My stomach, I can handle most anything. I think I'm built for, you know, all that stuff. But, but the reality is that God wants us to live with this, pl- this place of expectation. 
Now, I want us to believe that God has put the word of the Lord in your mouth, that when you hear from the king, that he gives you things to release to people. And, And I'm sorry, it doesn't always have to be a prophetic word. It doesn't have to be a word of knowledge. I've seen on occasion, I've seen actually multiple times. I remember in the Philippines when I was praying for the sick, I I had nothing. He got nothing. And most everyone in the room was healed because there's just simple faith. I said, Lord, I got nothing. He said, just tell them, ask what their conditions are. Well, why can't we just do that? Like tonight, if you've got a condition, just come up, tell me what the condition is or tell someone what the condition is and let's just believe and let's just stop putting a limit on God because the word said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. And if, the, if I'm proclaiming Christ, which I'm doing right now, I'm proclaiming the gospel, I'm proclaim, proclaiming that life and life more abundantly comes from the Savior. It doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from you. It comes from one person, Jesus Christ. It comes from the Father. It comes from the Holy Ghost. If we cannot believe that, right, God has to retrain our minds so that we believe the word that's spoken, Right? Because when he said these things, and I'm going to rehearse some of the things that I said last week, but I'm going to, it's good to rehearse, right? Mark 16, these signs shall follow those who believe. And when he talks about signs, he's saying the authentic verdict, it's a court verdict that's, that's spoken. It's a signature and a seal that it's appealed and it's authentic. It's a signature that's given by the king. So that which you walk in, you've been given to give away. Why is it so important that we look at these scriptures? Because it's the last thing that Jesus said when he was on the earth. He gave instructions. These were the instructions, other than John, because John was kind of all over the place. But in most of the gospels, because like the last, you get like the last three chapters, all kinds of things are happening. He's rebuking people. He's taking, you know, Thomas is wanting to see scars and all this stuff. It was just, you want to know what the 40 days, I want to know what those 40 days looked like. And I'm, I'm on that. I want to see the, the playback on that. But here's the deal. He spoke about one, the commissioning of the disciples. That didn't mean the 12. It it didn't mean those that were just at Pentecost. It meant every person to go to every creature on the earth and preach the gospel. I'm telling you, we've got evangelists in here that are going to light up on fire that watch what the Lord does. And really, we, we need to really step into some of this stuff and just go after it and and I know the enemy wants to deter us and wants to keep us afraid and wants to keep us in a, in a small place. But the Lord is saying, listen, there's a whole world out there. They're suffering. I don't care whether they're addicts or what they look like. But the Lord is wanting to, to touch not just the addicts. He wants to touch the, the billionaire. Hello. He wants to touch the, the, con, the construction worker and he wants to t- con, touch the tech guy. You know, there's, there's no limit to what God wants to do. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit is getting us ready. You want to be ready? Everyone just say, I want to be ready because there has to be an agreement with the things of the Spirit. And as we come together, the Lord's going to bring us into a new place, into a new time. And uh, I totally understand we have to make time. Right? When I speak to people, it's not convenient. Talking to every American in this room. We have to stop and say, God, what's happening 
in Home Depot, what's happening in Stop and Shop, what's happening in Market Basket, wherever you are, what's happening around me. Because it doesn't need to be, I have to go somewhere to go find some lost puppy that needs help. There are people around you every day. And you don't need a word from the Lord. You need to just ask, God, highlight one person to me. Highlight this one to me. And that, ready? Because of this, ready? Go and preach. Go and preach. Go and preach. Go and be light. Go and be salt. Go change the atmosphere. Go and because, why? Because you heard me. You heard what I said to you. Wouldn't it be great if you just go in the prayer room in the morning and God would just give you a list of names and what to say, exactly what to say. Well, why not? Why not? Well, I don't hear God like that. I believe you have the ability to. I believe it's getting clearer and clearer. I believe the wisdom of Solomon's coming upon your life. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to come so strong on you, you're not going to know what to do with Revelation because you're living in such a close proximity of the Father that He begins to open things up that you don't even know how to shut down Revelation in your life. The problem's going to be knowing wisdom on how to operate in it and how to function in it and how to, how to, how to do what I need to do because, listen, this is what's coming upon the church. And so do you want that? That's my question. Do you want that as, as a body? Do you want that as an individual? Do you want that? Your heart should be groaning for it. And th- this is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, listen, come out. I'm telling the church, I'm just going to call you out. Just call you out. Just come out and be free. Come out and don't be hindered. Come out and don't be limited. Come out and, and, and don't look at what your inability is, but look at what your ability is. Because if I look at what he said, he spoke this to the, to the dirty dozen. He spoke this to the 12 that were messed up and arguing two weeks before. He spoke this to all the ones that were afraid when he, when he got crucified and they took off and hid. All of them. All of them. So I say this to you to say, God has anointed you. The anointing is not to play around. No, I'm, I'm being serious. I know we like to have our charismatic fun, but the anointing is not to play around. The anointing is like serious. I, I don't mean so serious that I don't laugh. <laughs> but I mean the, the anointing on your life is serious to break yokes off of people. You're called to be evangelists. You're called to, to walk as herald, to herald the kingdom to be the ones that bring the message of the kingdom. The kingdom changes atmospheres. The kingdom breaks bondages. The anointing breaks the yoke, but the kingdom comes and brings a different realm, and you have the kingdom of God inside of you. And so we want, we're asking, it's truth, it's in the Bible. These signs will follow. They'll be always in proximity. They'll always be next to you. The signs of God, the wonders of God, they'll be always next to you. I was whining to the Lord. You'd call it intercession maybe. But I was whining to the Lord. I said, Lord, what's happening? There's gold dust manifesting on certain people in the church. I want it. And then Tuesday, it was all over my Bible. Still a little there. It was all over my Bible. I'm like, okay, you know, that's gold. That's the anointing. That's the fun stuff, right? But here's, here's the deal. 
the Lord wants to open us up so that we're not so like cone-minded on the next thing I got to do, the next place I got to be. I got to be at the gym at this time. I got to do this, this time. Believe me, I do it. I do it. I, my life becomes rigid. And then I got to be here and I got to be there and I got a meeting here and I got a meeting there and I got to go do this and I got to do that. And you don't stop. You don't stop because you're so busy that you don't stop for the one. I'm encouraging us. This isn't condemnation. I'm encouraging us to just move out, like loosen your life up a little. Have some fun. I mean it. I know I said the anointing, it's serious, but, the, but, the, but the, what we see that happens, the fruit of what happens, the fruit of what flows is going to be amazing. And so I'm encouraging us. All those empty seats we want to fill. I know. You, want, you don't want anyone next to you, but we want to fill all the seats, right? And it just takes by touching people. And some won't come. They won't come in here. You have to go get them. You have to just go get them.